Good evening, everybody. Welcome back. <clears throat> uh, we are this week is Parshas Nayach, and we are continuing with the thirty-nine malachas. Now, in the order of the thirty-nine malachas, we are really up to a whole sequence of malachas which involve. Um, weaving. So there's spinning thread, there's stretching the threads, there's making loops for the loom, waving, weaving the threads into a garment and separating the threads. Uh, and we're going to skip all of those since they don't have that much of a practical application outside of actually threading and, you know, making, weaving. Um, and whatever is relevant in, outside of uh, weaving a garment, we're going to include in the malachas that we'll be learning between Kaisher and Mater and Taifer. Uh, and sewing and tearing. So the malachas we're going to start with then are the malacha of tying and untying kaisher and matir. In the Mishkan it was applied with uh, the threads actually of a garment where you would, would, uh, if a thread would break you would need to tie it or untie it and and, um, mend the garment that way. <clears throat> These malachas of, of tying and untying do have overlap with the malachas of sewing and tearing of uh, kareya taifer, but for now we will focus um, exclusively on tying and untying knots. So the Torah prohibits um, tying a knot or untying it on Shabbos, but the question is, as always, what qualifies as a knot? What is a knot? So the essence of the question is, and it's important to understand this, as it is relevant for a couple of the malachas that will be coming up, is that most malachas up till now were one-way street malachas, meaning that if you cut something from the ground on Shabbos, if you do kaitzer, there is no reversing that malacha. You cut it down, you cut it, you can't reattach it to the ground. So the malacha is has by definition a permanent effect. If you bake. Uh, bread on Shabbos, you can't unbake it, right? So every most malachas up till this point, the malacha by definition created an effect that was a permanent effect. But some malachas, and there are a couple as we now are, will as we move on, we'll see that the malacha actually can easily be reversed. It's the nature of the malacha actually to be reversed, and tying is one of those, right? You can tie and just as easily untie the knot. <clears throat> so, that being the case, everybody agrees that in order for it to be a Tyra prohibition of tying a knot, it needs to be a Kesher Shel Kayama. It needs to be a permanent knot. Kesher Shel Kayama. Now, simply understood, that would mean that the intention while tying the knot has to be that you're planning on leaving it that way forever. Right? Just so that it should be similar to like cutting down a tree where you can't replant it anymore. Uh, it's cut down, now it's permanent. So likewise, when you tie the knot, you have to do it at least with the intention of leaving that knot in that state um, permanently. And if you intend to untie, untie it in the near future, that is what we would call a kayama. It's a non-permanent knot, and that would only be drabana. Now, <clears throat> in the world of non-permanent knots, of Kesha a knot which is not a permanent knot, it's made for a limited time span, we will see there is a machlaikis exactly what is the qualification to be considered even a non-permanent knot. See, because a non-permanent knot, Kesha is Asr Midrabanan, but there is possibly 
a level that it is so temporary that it's not even that. It's not even called a non-permanent knot, and it's totally allowed. And that also is something which is, there's something that everybody agrees to, which is that if you are untying this knot within 24 hours, everybody agrees that that's permitted. And if you are leaving it tied for more than seven days, everybody agrees that that's Asumidra Banam. So there's three things that so far are pretty much clear. So that much was the, it's a good way to start this malacha of Kaisher. Everybody agrees that to be an Isidore Raisa, it has to be a Kesha Shalkayama. It needs to be a permanent knot. And a permanent knot means basically you're leaving it that way forever. It could be, yeah, like if you leave it that way for a year, it's already considered forever. But that's the idea. You're basically leaving it for long enough that we look at it <clears throat> that you're just leaving it that way forever. Everybody agrees that if it's so not permanent, which is you're planning on untying it within the day, that everybody agrees that is so non-permanent that it's not even Asr Midrabana, that's permitted. And everybody agrees that if you're leaving it tied for more than a week, for more than seven days, that that is Asr Midrabana. So we have three levels. The Daraisa is tied forever. The Drabanan is, it's tied for more than seven days. And what's permitted is if it's tied for less than 24 hours. That's what's clear. Now we'll talk talking about the part of the Malacha which is not clear. <clears throat> the two things are not clear. First thing which is unclear is that the Rambam maintains that there is another qualification for it to be a Malacha Daraisa. He of course agrees, as we said, everybody agrees, it needs to be a Kesh Shokayama, it needs to be a permanent knot, but he has an additional condition. His condition is, is that it has to be a professional knot. We call this a Kesh Shal Uman, a Kesh which is made on a, a professional grade knot. Now, the, the Gemara does give some examples of professional grade knots. We, of course, are not familiar with the particular knots that the Gemara is talking about. If you were to Google, and I just did, so you can do it, if you Google complex knots, so you'll see a whole laundry list of different complicated knots that a person could make. One's a fisherman's knot and a, and a uh, hitch and a double hitch and so on and so forth. Each one has a different name and it's, it's a certain level of complexity in tying that knot, and each one has a certain purpose. Those all would fall under a kesher shell uman, a complicated, uh, a professional knot. So according to the Rambam, in order to be an iser doiraisa, you actually need two qualifications. It has to be, you're planning on leaving it that way forever, plus it also needs to be intrinsically a different kind of knot, which is a kesher shell uman, a professional knot, a somewhat more um, advanced knot. <clears throat> now, why is this important? Why is it important? What is Dairais? I mean, it's all forbidden, right? So why would I dwell on, uh, is, do you need two conditions for it to be Dairais or not? It is relevant. The relevance is that we, there are things that we allow Durabanans, but we would not allow Dairaisas. And let me just give you the, one of the most relevant, is that if someone, Loyalenu, gets a cut, on Shabbos. And that cut, not life-threatening at all, right? Not life-threatening at all. There's no uh, risk of infection. It, you can cover it. You can put a band-aid on it. They're all, the whole issue is that it needs stitches so that it doesn't disfigure a person, doesn't create dis, dis, a, a disfiguring scar. Now, in order to make stitches, especially in areas that are, the skin is very tight, uh, such as the face um, and the hand, you do have to tie a knot, and you have to tie a very particular knot that people who tie, who know how to stitch, use. So if it's an Isser Dairaisa, it's prohibited. 
um, and you can't even often ask a non-Jew to do it, depending, right? Or But if it's an Isidra Banan, then there are times that it would be permitted. So it's very relevant to know the distinction when is it an Isidra Raiso or an Isidra Banan. Uh, probably more relevant for a rabbi to know in these cases, but that, that's the concept, that's the idea. So again, according to the Rambam, it's only the Raisa if you have two qualifications. Number one, it's a permanent knot, and number two, it is a professional knot. But there's another reason why this is so relevant. And the, the second reason why it's so relevant is because, according to the Rambam, there is an additional Isidra Banan, and this is very relevant to us. Meaning, if the only qualification for a gnat would be, uh, is it a permanent gnat or not? So then all we have to see is, did you tie it for forever, or did you tie it for seven days, or did you tie it, tie it for 20, less than 24 hours? And as long as you tied it for less than 24 hours, everything would be permitted. All kinds of gnats, we don't care. As long as it's less than 24 hours, it's permitted. But now that the Rambam said, no, there's another kind of knot, another condition, and that's a professional knot, a Kesha Shal Uman, so that is a standalone Isidra Banan. You can't make a Kesha Shal Uman, you can't make what is called, quote-unquote, a professional knot. We don't care how long you make it, even if you make it to be untied that very day, it's still Asramid Rabbanan because of the fact that it is a Kesha Shal Uman, because it's considered this professional kind of knot. And this is actually what's most relevant to us. Why? Because we hold, we're stringent, and we don't really know what's a professional knot and what's not. We don't know how to identify the knots in the Gemara. So therefore, we basically consider just about every knot a possible professional knot. So that's why we prohibit even a double knot on Shabbos. Meaning, even if you do a regular double knot, which is you do once and twice regular double knot, very simple knot, we say maybe that's a professional knot. We don't know exactly what the Gemara was referring to, and even if you're just doing that for the sake of less than 24 hours, like you're tying a garbage bag or something, just a regular, you know, two times where you would always tie a garbage bag, that is a possible Kesha Shal Uman, and it's prohibited even if you're planning on untying it within 24 hours. That is the very important ramification of this opinion of the Rambam that there are two kinds of knots, two kinds of, uh, two conditions for um, identifying a knot in, on the Daraisa level. Now, there is, being that this is a Chumrah, there is room for leniencies. For example, <clears throat> let's say someone's shoes or uh, someone's children's shoes, which are which are more uh, typical, just more typical. They get knotted into a double knot, right? So you had tied the sh- the shoe or a bow on a dress with the regular, you know, bow uh, kind of knot, <clears throat> which we'll talk about that that it is permitted, um, and then it got pulled, and now it's a double knot. So you have your shoes on, and it's double knotted. So being that it wasn't intentionally made into a double knot and it is somewhat of a shasat chak it's a it's a very inconvenient to have your shoes knotted into a double knot or your dress or whatever else it is that you need to be knotted into a double knot so there is a leniency as you are you may untie it again because it's a chumrah there's a couple of levels of chumrah number one the opinion of the rambam is a chumrah number two uh to consider a double knot as a possible kesher shalom and a possible professional knot that's also a chumrah so therefore when it's done unintentionally you can be lenient 
and untied. Okay, so let's just summarize what we did here, and we'll continue with this in Mirza Hashem next week. So what we learned is that one, <clears throat> one thing that's clear is that to be deraisa, it needs to be a permanent knot, which means you leave it that way forever. Um, and it, it's one thing that's also clear is that it's totally allowed as long as it's less than 24 hours then it's not considered a permanent knot at all and if it's more than seven days then it's for sure asr midra banan and the part which is unclear is the Rambam's caveat, which is that a prof- you needs to be also a professional nat, a keshashal uman, in order to be an isidaraisa. So according to him, you need two conditions to be isidaraisa, permanence plus a uh, keshashal uman. And, and according to him, there's an additional isidarabanan that you can never make a nat that is considered a professional nat. And due to that, we're machmer basically not to make any nat, uh, even a simple double knot, because we're worried that perhaps that's called a Keshe Uman, according to the Rambam, and it would be Asr Midrabana.